Aussie music is something to be proud of. Wear it like a badge. Because it's Australian bands and artists that are the influences of so many other musicians the world over. So at Triple M, we're proud to be able to showcase the power of the Aussie music scene. Paying both homage to the greats that have stood the test of time, right alongside the current, the emerging, the future influences. The ones that will be next to make their mark on the global music scene. If it's Aussie and it rocks, it's right here. This is Triple M's Homegrown with Matty O. Yes, right around the country on the Triple M Network, 49 stations and on the brand new listener app. This is Big Moment for the show, brought in the heavy hitters. Uh, Mr. Chris Holland is here with me as we welcome an amazing act from the Northern Territory. An incredible two years. And uh, look, I know it's not about awards, but bear with me. Winners of the Unearthed Artist of the Year at the J Awards, Song of the Year, the National Indigenous Music Awards, winner of the Michael Gadinsky Breakthrough Aria Award, winner of Best New Artist at the Rolling Stone Australia Awards, Winner of the Australian Music Prize and finishing finishing first and third, two different songs. Winners of the 2023 Vander and Young Global Songwriting Competition. I'm talking about King Stingray, an amazing live act. Catchy songs, clever melodies. So many hits so far. And loving their latest offering too. Loving looking out as I welcome from King Stingray. Roy, how are you, man? Thanks, Matty. Far out. What, a, what an intro. <laughs> You're more than welcome. Feeling like a rock star now. Oh, mate, you are a rock star. <laughs> we should also mention our musical director of the show, Dutchie, is here too. It's great to be here, mate. Well, yeah, you, you mentioned the big guns. The big guest is here. Absolutely. Need extra help. Absolutely. Hey, man, I was just thinking, last time we spoke to you properly on the show, it was Byron Bay. Things were like, you are at home and things were like slowly coming out of lockdown. Yep. Does that feel like a lifetime ago or does that feel like just yesterday? It does feel like a little while ago. So much has happened for us, I feel, and you know we've just been uh, buzzing around the country, working on new songs, playing lots of shows, uh, making lots of memories, and yeah, it's it's um, definitely been a, a exciting time for us. Yeah, and making some special memories too. We're talking about your most recent shows. We had uh, a couple of kids on board at the Enmore in Sydney. Can you tell us uh, about that? Getting the family involved in the live show. Oh, such a vibe! Yeah, so at the Enmore we had. <laughs> Dimmer's kids and Yeringer's kids um, jump up on stage with us and sing uh, Camp Dog and Rapity because nice. it's their favorite tunes. Yeah, cool. And yeah, they just rocked it, came up on stage and, and took the mic and um, it, they, I guess we're training them up early so soon we can just sort of hand it over to them and take the reins. But we, you know, we, love, we loved it. It was such an awesome moment, special. Yeah. special. Absolutely. Well, it is, a fa- it is a, quite a famous Australian lineage. Three, yeah. We should talk about your dad. Yeah, member of Yothi Yindi. Yep. You grew up kind of, you know, it's amazing. You kind of grew up watching your dad play and, you know, celebrate music. What's that like kind of, you know, growing, growing up yourself in a very musical family? Yeah, I mean, I just consider myself so lucky. You know, as a, as a kid, we didn't really have Spotify or any of that, especially living so rural. Mm. And so our parents played, which was Yothi yeah. Yindi. So we were just going to gigs and listening to Yothi Yindi pretty much. So <laughs> yeah. me and the younger fellas, we kind of have that embedded in our Genealogy. Genealogy? You know what? We just say genealogy. I know what it looks like when I read it, but I don't know. <laughs> Some, I'm tr- what I'm trying to say is, yeah. is definitely something that's kind of in our blood, I guess. Yeah. Because um, people ask us it, about it all the time, but it's a big part of our um, history, yeah. a big part of what we do. And, um, yeah. you know, it was the first songs we ever learnt. 
you know, to play with Yoth Yini songs. I remember the first Snow Lecture, which is nice. just a nice little riff. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it's, uh, I think when we listen to Yoth Yini songs, we get, you know, nostalgia at the highest yeah. possible level. Absolutely. Do you remember your first time on stage? Did you ever get up on oh, stage as the pup? Yeah, I don't know. I can't really remember. I remember <laughs> yeah. being backstage a lot, sleeping, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, playing late and, um, you know, finding a comfy place to try and just sort of chill out because <laughs> yeah. it's often late nights and when you're a kid, you're pretty shattered from just running amok, you know, Absolutely. sugar crash, probably just smashing the rider <laughs> yeah, of chocolates yeah. and lollies. Yeah. Man, I love like uh, last time we spoke, you were talking about like, you know, not only this incredible music background, but you'd spend a lot of time outside and outdoor activities and, you know, whether it's going fishing, camping, mm. like just this kind of plethora of things mm. that you would do outside. I mean, that must be also a magical way to grow up too. Yeah, it's such a big part of life up at where we come from and, yep. you know, fishing and enjoying the outdoors is is really um, a big part of our inspiration too, writing music. We often like to sing about the environment we're in and we have a lot of fun, you know. It's an absolute kid's paradise growing up there and, yeah, the fishing, the hunting, the, yeah. the you know, seafood, live on a boat and it's got nice. King Stingray, big sticker on the boat, the yeah, Stingray cool. boat. <laughs> yeah, cool. And so he's always keeping us posted on um, what's the catch of the day and nice, the cook-up. We're going back up there uh, for Garma Festival, awesome. which is a festival held up there and uh, next month. So we'll take some time off and yeah, great. hang out and go fishing and, um, you know, do the usual yeah. spots. Absolutely, man. It seems like family time is really important to you guys as a band. And I really like the way you tour as well. Like this last tour hasn't been too hectic. Mm. So you've been able to kind of, you know, chill out yeah. and play these shows. I think it's all about kind of finding the right balance now. It's all part of learning, you know, it's, yeah. um, learning how to, you know, we, we came from a small town where the pace of lifestyle and life is, is you know, yeah, slower. Yeah. You, you're sitting at 60 and then all of a sudden you you're on tour and everything's cranked up to turbo yeah. mode. Yeah. And it's just this really fast paced world where it's a quite a big shift, you know, for me and even more so for the younger fellas. So, Absolutely. Um, you know, I think having that balance is yeah. really important. That's something that Dr. M. Yunipingo from Yoth Yindi always spoke yeah. about is balance. And mm. Yeah, absolutely, man. So how's life been for you since the album came out? Because I, I remember it was, it was busy. You're playing lots of shows, doing a lot of writing. And then the album came out and it's just bloody exploded. Like Chris got on vinyl we got on vinyl yeah. like we're obsessed like how's it been for you like in the in the kind of bubble as it's kind of gotten bigger yeah you know it's a good question i think um it's been really i guess we felt really proud to put it out and get that get our stories um out there because we really do believe in what we're singing about and what yeah our songs are telling a story and um you know when, yeah. we, when you make a song you know you kind of make it because you want to make it and then it, it feels right, something you want to share in a story or a narrative. But then when you hear that other people are enjoying it, it's this massive bonus. And you're like, wow, that's pretty cool to hear. The response has been really awesome. But life hasn't really changed. I think yeah. people see our lives through, um, you know, this really built up crazy world. And yeah, it can be. But we're also taking time, spend time with family, exactly. going to the beach, going fishing, surfing. Has life changed? I don't know. We definitely feel really proud of what we've and um, yeah. yeah, I think we, we feel really grateful and um, thankful for everyone supporting us because it, it really does mean a lot. Has there been a moment like across like the last year that's just been like a bit of a pinch yourself moment? You're like, oh my God, I can't believe we're doing this. I can't believe I met this person. Oh, like there must be a few, right? They happen almost every day at the moment. <laughs> yeah. It felt like our bucket list kind of just got ticked off so quickly and now <laughs> yeah. we're all of a sudden running out of things to to add to it. It's yeah. like, um, you know, Yipsy the other day when we were at an awards night, I think it was the APRA yep. awards night and Barnsley was there and um, Jim, growing up, Jimmy Barnes were, you know, big fans. Mm. First time meeting him for us 
And it was, you don't know, I've never seen him <laughs> speechless. And he actually was so, um, you know, excited to meet him. We love him and his voice is incredible. We're sort of inspired by him. That was a moment where we all were like, this is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't look like, you see him in real life, you're just like, oh my God, I'm so used to seeing you. He was here we, about four weeks ago. Yeah. And it didn't look like he was here. <laughs> yeah. He was sitting there. I'm just like, wow, it's like, <laughs> you're real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How's all the like uh, the writing dynamic going? Because uh, like you said, like everyone's kind of living in different spots at the moment. Is that mm. been easy to kind of write, you know, remotely? And yeah, we just um, we do a little bit of jamming when we're on the road, and nice. Um, it all kind of comes together. We sort of throw it together. If there's no, if we're not feeling it, we don't try and you know push ourselves too hard. Yeah, great. We're all, we're all about that sort of um, excitement and capturing a moment that's uh, energy driven is really yeah important for us. So. If we're tired and we're like needing rest, we will just kind of give ourselves the break. Yeah. And then sometimes we're vibing and we're like, well, let's go to the studio. We've got the day off yeah. and we just do it and, and see what we can come up with. And That's nice, man. To be aware of the energy that you have yeah. and the energy that you need. Like you, mm. it seems like you know when your battery needs yeah. charging Yeah, and you're not, you're not pushing it too hard and you mm. know exactly how to relax the right way mm. yeah. and that's going to hold you in great yeah. state. Sustainability and um, having you know, lifestyle, having hobbies and stuff is really important for us. We, you know, we enjoy fishing. We enjoy getting out in the ocean and those things fill the batteries up so quickly. Like all it takes is one day, a couple of days doing that and you're hundred percent, you know, for us, you know, we've got, a, we love living a life in the sun, you know, getting out there. Yeah. It's a pretty quick way to recharge. And the best bit is that stuff comes through on the record and yeah. you're, you're singing songs yeah. about being yeah. in the sun and yeah. or wanting to get out of the city back yeah. out get like, back into mm. more content is awesome. And mm. I think that's an important message for kids like us who grew up in the city that don't naturally go to do outdoorsy things. You might like gravitate towards a laptop and Especially a phone. Especially since it's, COVID. I'm so yeah. used to being inside. Mm. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we had a couple of messages coming through and uh, one uh, Pete from Newcastle wants to know what it was like having his idol, Paddy Mills, show up at your show at South by Southwest. That was pretty unreal. <laughs> yeah. you know, the coolest guy I think I've ever met. Yeah. He just walked through the room and you're just like, damn, that guy is cool. Yeah. And hearing his story about to be in Austin, Texas, it's such a journey, you know, uh, absolutely. to get to anywhere in Australia from Arnhem Land, it's at least a day or two travel. So if we go to Canberra, it's a two day journey. Mm. because of the flights and the route that you go. And then hearing his story, getting back to the Torres Strait from America, uh, you know, from the States, was the same, if not even further. They had to, yeah. He had to get a ferry and a bus and, and sharing um, similarities of yeah. living really remotely, you know, having family there and traveling abroad and overseas. It's a long way away and mm. um, positive outlook on it. And the things he does when he's away from home, you know, make places feel homey, yeah. you know, having, whether it's artwork in the, in his house, music, all these things that can make a place feel like home. Cause yeah, traveling around the place, it's a big world we live in, isn't it? And you, yeah. You, you realize of that, even just going to Perth. Abs just like, absolutely. Right That's like going overseas, isn't it? Yeah. It is. <laughs> how, how did the shows go uh, to an international audience? Yeah, I think they went really well. Awesome. We had such a great response cause you don't know, we're, we're a very Australian sounding band and, um, you know, you, you wonder how things are going to be taken overseas and, yeah. um, you know, had some questions like, you know, people were like, what is that pipe thing that guy is playing? <laughs> you know, is the, the didge or you're lucky. Yeah. Yep. Um, so a lot of people found it really fascinating and, um, it was really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I bet, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, the feedback was great. South by Southwest was wild. We, um, we played a bunch of shows and it truly is, uh, 
a vibe. It's just chaos and everything in one. But it was so exciting. Yeah. We had this epic like Airbnb and we were living it up and, and rocking it out at the same time. It was just this awesome combo. Nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So what are your plans uh, now? You've got one more show happening at the Tivoli on Friday and then um, just just chilled for do some writing time. and Yeah. So that's that gig that finishes off the national tour. Nice. To celebrate the release of this new song. And then we're going up to Goma to do a gig in our hometown, which will mm. be awesome. Um, nice, man. And then taking some time off to, you know, spend time with family and, yeah. Um, yeah. What's it like kind of um, explaining to your family back home the kind of stuff that you're doing and seeing? Like, because you're very from a, part, a very remote part of Australia and explaining like all these things to that, like yeah. get it straight away or they're just like, you did what, where, you met who, what, you know what yeah. I mean? Like I get like, like that telling my mm. parents those things. It's one of those things when you're on tour where you kind of laugh about it because you're having this amazing time and you're meeting people. Like say we're, we did this gig over in New York last year yeah, and we're meeting Rose Byrne and all these actors oh, and no it way, yeah. felt like, you know, a pretty surreal moment. And you go back and you go tell your girlfriend or your friends and it never sounds as cool. You're kind of like, <laughs> so we did this and they're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Stop bragging. But in your mind, yeah. it's like, it feels, and you're like, it's kind of like, yeah, oh, you have you have to be there, man. Like, trust me, we, it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that really translates. Keep you level at home, eh? Well, that's it. <laughs> you know, that's important. You got to, my mum's two cents sort yeah. of advice to me was always, son, don't believe your own hype. Yeah, no. Nice. That's a good one. Absolutely. Man. Right. Well, dude, there's some exciting things coming up, but I think what we'd like to do is play a bit of a game. And this this game is called So this is called Memory Lane. So what we've done is we've gone through your gig history and we found a couple of gigs. And like just to pick your brain on what you remember. It mm-hmm. might not be the actual show, but it yep. might be like getting to the show, mm-hmm. where it was. One of your first shows I could find going mm-hmm. through your gig history was with this band. What was it like sharing the stage with the chats? Oh, they're such legends. Yeah, yeah, It was such a fun time. I think it really did impact us. Um, That was our first ever gig was with the chats and it was at Ipswich. Yeah, first first gig we ever played and we're supporting the chats and they're so, you know, energy driven and Mm. just so cool. And it definitely inspired us initially. We were just like, all right, these guys rock. And yeah, I mean, our live show definitely has more of an edge I feel than some of the recordings, you know, how things yeah. sort of translate differently from live to the studio recordings and mm. yeah, definitely inspired by them and their performance and just how they just don't, yeah, they're just so cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lovely fellas too, you know, um, really, really genuine people and yeah, still love to catch up with them when we're yeah. on the road and bump into them at the airports and nice. Um, yeah. How are the nerves, man? Like, I remember my first gig, we played like two people and I was freaking out. That would have been like, there would have been a lot of people there, right? Yeah. Yeah. It definitely was a bit nerve wracking because we just weren't a well-oiled machine at all. It was, yeah. you know, first gig and we only had a run through the day before. Mm. <clears throat> so some of these songs we, we've known for a while because we, we wrote them when we were quite young and we've been jamming them as kids and stuff, no. you know, in high school. Mm. You know, this band was sort of like Cam and Louie hadn't ever played these songs before, drummer and bass player. Yep. And we had a little run through at my dad's place down in northern New South Wales the day before. And yeah, it was, um, it was, yeah, it just kind of, it felt really live and dangerous. And I know we're already pretty live and dangerous as yeah. is, but 
those early days were even more oh, violent. Yeah. <laughs> Man, they're a great rhythm section, those boys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they lock in. Hey, did you guys end up playing, um, I was just having a quick look, was Grapevine Gathering? Did that end up happening? Uh, 2021 with like Peking Duck and a few other bands? I can't remember what happened there. Yeah, because it was around that time where like, because I was looking through here, there's yeah. like Splendor gigs, yeah. but that didn't happen either. Yeah. There's a lot of, it was a weird yeah. time then, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, we were really lucky to play the gigs we did, it was, we kind of only ever existed in a COVID time and miraculously say. we dodged so many lockouts and we, yeah, it was so crazy because not a lot of bands were able to be touring and we, yeah, we got, I mean, it was so stressful oh, going dude. through the, the traffic light system of state to state. Everyone's probably sick of talking about COVID, but it was, yeah. No, it was it's interesting. It's interesting to hear a band's point of view, don't you reckon, Dutchie? Because it's, it's, it's a like, memory time. It's like back in the old days. It's, yeah. I don't, it doesn't feel like fresh and scarred for me anymore. It's no, like, same. Remember when we all went through this? <laughs> yeah. And like we've had enough time to go back and go, oh, goodness. Yeah. It's <laughs> but, resilient. It makes you resilient, though. Like yeah. touring makes you resilient. It does. It had a, added this whole other pressure of, um, you know, are we going to get there? Are we going to get locked out? We need to get. You know, pot, we need to get um, negative test results. Totally. And you, you couldn't enjoy it. You, you were kind of, we had this like touring bubble where people, we couldn't hang out backstage with other people because we're like, we just need to get to this next gig um, and we don't want to get anyone sick. Yeah. And I felt like a paranoid mum with the hand sannies <laughs> just strapped to my body. Just like, all right, kids, yeah. come on. Just yeah. slapping it on. Yeah, totally, you know? man. It was strange times and like how, I guess it's, it guess it's weird because we've only spoken to a handful of bands that I guess were coming up then, like a lot of bands were either established or at the end of their career, but like, it must be so cool now. Like that's how you started and that's who we are now. Like you kind of made it through, you know, yeah, like, it felt like that, like yeah. made it through the wilderness, just I'm, like <laughs> out the other end. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you did do some tours with these guys. I remember I was there. It was awesome. They're so good. Oh. All park music, man. They're, they're unbelievable, and I feel like they're so underrated. Yeah. Like, they're amazing. What was it like touring with them? Like, it must have been a good band to learn from. Really was, because yeah. they're, they're just so, they really are Australia's, you know, sweethearts of music industry. Big and time. Every single person you talk to um, who's had the opportunity to meet them or whatever. Yeah. Always say great things, and it's true. They are genuinely the best people um and still going forward we we uh chat to sam and the band a lot nice um for just advice because they're just really giving of that i mean they've been around yeah australia and they've got so much good oil to share mm. um you know i spoke to sam a lot about whether we go to south by southwest and and he was his advice was like man just give it a crack yeah. and then absolutely and i love i loved um yeah have an opportunity to, to, I guess these guys are, you know, your um, colleagues, but they're more than that. They're like our mates and uh, the camaraderie within Australian music scene's amazing. And, um, you know, Sam is an advocate for that for Abs sure. Absolutely. And a mentor too, mm. you know, to be, yeah. it's good to have someone you can just call for that kind of advice. Definitely. Phone a friend and call Sam. <laughs> Lock yeah. it in. Uh, what about playing with these guys? Holy hell, man. The Mighty Oils. Yeah, that was a big one. That was a really um, sort of pinch yourself self moment. And it had this really cool story sort of linkage um, with um, the precursor to Yothini was a band called the Swamp Jockeys, which were a Darwin sort of swamp rock band that my dad was in. Mm. And they used to tour around the NT in Arnhem Land. And then they met Dr. Amunapingo and formed into Yothi Indi. Mm. And Swamp Jockeys toured with the Oils. No so way. did Yothi Indi. And then King Stingray with the oils as well. Oh. So it was this really, you know, it it just felt like this family thing was was present. And um, Rob Hurst is such a legend. Yeah, 
and he, him and Peter were just, yeah, really great to chat with and giving of their time. And Yeah, yeah. nice. Where was the show? We did a couple, um, nice. Canberra and um, Sydney at um, Homebush. Nice. It was our first uh, like stadium show, and cool. so it was like, wow, all right, this is a big, <laughs> it's a big room. You know, yeah. we felt pretty comfortable um, in a pub scenario, and then you know, stepping out into those big rooms, it's just like this is a different, yep. different feeling. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. put us in a room with the chats and the pub <laughs> feels a little bit different. Um, and then yeah, in the big stadium was was a little bit nerve wracking, but um, it was yeah, it was such a, a yeah memorable one that one. Yeah, did I read somewhere that there was a big cook up at an Airbnb? After oh, one of those shows, most likely. Dimmer's, he loves doing the late night cook up when we get home. Nice. He's sort of, um, yeah, the master of the, um, of the sort of catch and cook. And then on the, on the road as well, he's Jumbach, which is like a good, good hunter good nice. everything. And he, um, he's good at hunting down the food in the woolies and the coals oh, and, awesome, and, then, and then cooking it up. I feel like every band needs that someone. Otherwise, your role. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, things... Don't let Louie, our drama cook up because you <laughs> in Texas, he cooked up this like mess of, um, Uh-oh. Oh, it was like steak, but then he threw in like uh, like chips, like uh, these cheesy things and like a donut and it was, n- n- yeah, it was gnarly. Yeah. The heck thing was that he ate the whole thing and <laughs> no one else touched it, but he smashed it. It sounds like an American meal. It does sound very Texas. <laughs> it went very American very quickly. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. I think this one happened. Falls in Frio. So we had Arctic Monkeys. Ocean Alley. Amal Masifis, just to name a few. What a lineup, man. And to do that in Frio, that would have been lots of fun. Yeah. I think Frio was the last show of the yeah. Falls run. Nice. So it was this really cool catch up. All the bands were, you know, we sort of hung up the boots for a bit and um, got to kind of chat because you sometimes have to, you got a little bit of a time to have a yarn and then you're heading back to the hotel ready for the next plane or, you know, for the next gig. But it was the one where we had a bit of a chance to hang out and yeah, got to, um, yeah, just really chew the fat with a few of the fellas from different bands and um, DMA's guys were just, yeah, it was so fun. Yeah. Um, Spacey Jane were hanging out because they're sort of hometown. Went back to theirs that night. Oh, cool. Yeah. And yeah, it was it was a pretty um, large one. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> early flight the next day. Yeah, often it is early. Getting yeah, back to early. Arnhem Land, there's only um, one flight to try and connect from Cairns, so mm. it's always an early one getting back. Yeah, but we're getting good at it now. Are you guys into your sports? Yeah, love sports. Who do you follow? What's the what's the? So we we're big AFL fans mostly, and a couple of NRL. Um, yeah, but uh, we're yeah, we got like three, four. Four of us are big Bombers fans. Nice. Yeah. We won't talk about the game on the weekend. I know, I know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like we, we love sports. We love cricket. Um, Cammy's a massive Broncos fan. Nice. He's got his beanie on right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shout outs. Yeah, shout outs. And, yeah, we, yeah we're yeah, we big frothers. We got to go. We went to the um, game Carlton and Hawthorne yesterday. Nice. And got to walk on the MCG. Oh, that's cool. After the game. It was pretty unreal. Did you have a kick? Yeah, we had oh, a kick. Oh, that's spewing, man. Yeah, it was so epic. Like trying to slot one from 50 and and just completely shanked it out on the full. <laughs> yeah. Didn't get anywhere near. <laughs> and you performed at the football a couple yeah. of times as well. Yeah. Like that, I remember watching one of those performances. I was just like, wow, that must be a really special moment as well. Definitely. We Our first one was um, the Dreamtime game at yep. G, um, Bombers in Richmond. And being Bombers fans, it was like a very exciting moment. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We brought the kids up, you know the family up for that one too, a special one. And nice. I remember walking out into that crowd and seeing all the lights and everyone. It was like, Whoa. when you're in the middle of it, you kind of, it's like, wow. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I guess like there'd be some players that would never see a crowd that big. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so that's cool. 80,000 people. It's, it's more, man. Like the yeah. Dreamtime game is mm, like, that's, that's nearly a sellout. I'm a Richmond fan. Yeah. I won't mention yeah, that. Yeah. But um, yeah, dude. That's it's a, a lot, lot of people. It gets more and more every time we tell the story. Yeah, no, it's 100,000. <laughs> <laughs> but then we've been able to um, tip our Anthony... Super Moody, he oh, came nice. to our gig in Melbourne. Have you got the song there? No, no, no. Yeah. Well, it's, I can, can get it up. Yeah. He's a, he's a legend and um, yeah, he came backstage, hung out with us at one of our Melbourne gigs um, earlier on in the year and yeah, that was another really cool moment because I grew up watching him playing in the Territory. Yeah. And yeah, you know, Tiwi Bombers and um, in the and then, you know, to see him become the player he is for so many years, um, yeah, it was Bloody awesome. Who's your, uh, we are at Triple M in Melbourne, the, the home of AFL. If there is a couple of signatures you'd like us to get maybe onto a football, if we can arrange that for you, who were some of the players you idolized growing up? Oh, growing up. Oh, you're Matthew Lloyd, James Hurt. A massive Matthew Lloyd fan. Okay. I'd love to get a Matthew Lloyd signature. All right, that's what we're going to go for, Dutchie. We'll try. Yeah. <laughs> love <Charlesy. laughs> Oh, I mean, we, yeah, I mean, there's a few. Scotty Lucas. Nice. Basically um, like that 1994. Pretty much. 99, yeah. <laughs> if you yeah. get anyone from that 1994, yeah. yeah was, it, was it 2000 as well? The, when they beat they were the, Lloyd Lucas were the 2000 Premiership. Yeah, when they beat oh, yeah. Melbourne. 1993 was before that as well. That's when, yeah, Gavin Wanganine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's my like trivia, like ideal trivia bracket. It's like <laughs> AFL players from like 2000 to 2003. <laughs> yeah. That should be a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's be... a lot in that because, yeah, there's an era I think in a lot of people's lives where you remember Mm. Every oh, single number, who or what, you can go yeah. back and yeah. well, you can play the game now. You watch Carlton mm. and then you commentate the names of the Carlton players from when you were 12 Yeah, instead yeah, yeah. of who's wearing them now yeah, and yeah. just, anyway. There's uh, actually nothing, real enough territory. There's nothing yeah. better than when a vintage game comes on unexpected, right? Whether yeah. it's like that Essendon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. like, oh, look, there's Earl Spaulding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, did did uh, Splendor happen for you guys? Yep. We've done Splendor. Awesome, man. Now, was awesome, that the man. year for these guys? Listed with the strokes, we had Pond as well. Potentially. It doesn't matter if it's not. I just want to play these grabs. Maddie's <laughs> favourite band. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Any chance to play the strokes. Oh, um, is a pretty amazing moment, isn't it? Because that's yeah. a festival that, you know, you kind of grow up. It's the mm. big one in Australia. What yeah. was it like getting the call from the manager? Or... Yeah, that was a really – I keep saying this. It was, all, all gigs are great, you know, yeah. big and small. Um, but that – one was particularly specky for us. We, I remember we played quite early and we were so impressed by everyone who came out so early that the GW McLennan tent was completely packed and it was spilling nice. out, out, of the, um, out of the tent and the response was, yeah, it was phenomenal. You know, it was pretty crazy conditions. It was very muddy, yeah. very wet. Um, I think I still got mud engraved on my guitar case. That sort of is a bit of an ode <laughs> to that moment <laughs> yeah, that nice. I'll keep there. Yeah, nice. Um, but yeah, that was pretty wild and hearing the crowd singing the songs. I think by that point, oh, cool. you know, the songs had been out for enough time that the crowd were, you know, singing what they knew of the songs. And that was like a really big moment where you're like, all right, these guys are yeah, yeah singing the words. Yeah. That's when you like look into the other guys like, whoa, yeah. this is like, yeah. it's out of our control. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I love looking over to Cam across the stage. He's on the other side Yeah, and we kind of just like give this look to each other and we're just like, yeah, without saying anything, we're both going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> saying it with your eyes. Yeah. Uh, there's one more I'll ask you about because we spoke to this man in uh, LA just before he came over and you performed with him at the APRA. Mr. Colin Hay. 
Colin, eh? Colin, eh? <laughs> what a voice. Oh, my God. He's such a legend. He's such a cool guy. Yeah. And uh, you hear that voice. It's so iconic. Absolutely, man. How did yeah. it kind of come together? I just, yeah. Well, when we, um, when we were doing a little run through of the song, the day before, I think it was, or day of, and we were playing it. And he was sitting there and he's so humble and, he, and he's like listening and, um, and then all of a sudden we're like, okay, so you're, you'll sing this verse. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll do that. And then when he started it, hearing that voice in real life, we all just erupted and we we're just like, yeah, <laughs> just started yelling and carrying on because it is an iconic sounding voice. Yeah. And you, you hear it, you know, on the airwaves and whatnot and then hear it in real life. It's just a whole nother thing. He was classic. His speech as well at the awards was I reckon the best speech I've ever heard in my whole life. How come? He's just funny. He's so yeah. funny. Yeah. It was a great story and so relatable. He spoke about touring and um, how you go from like getting told to say you're going to play a big show, say it's at the footy or something, and you're getting sort of chaperoned to one spot. And you wait at that spot for a bit and then you go to the next spot and then you go to the next spot and next spot. And and, and he spoke about something we, we continue to talk about now as a band is Aussies, like Australian, how we use the word or. And we use it so inappropriately sometimes because we use it as like a, like a, like for instance, the example he was using is he was waiting in at the airport and someone was like, so he was waiting in the line that said Brisbane mm. and he's clearly in the Brisbane line. And the guy's like, so you going to Brisbane or, and he's like, where else would I be going? <laughs> we use it as like a, and then once he put that to our attention, it was like, we use it so much because <laughs> then we were carrying all these musical instruments, ha- going to the car, and after that show, and this like girl walked past, she said, "Are you guys in a band or?" <laughs> and it's like, "Well, what else would it be if we got a guitar?" It was so classic. Oh man, that's so good. Something I- about you could have said, "Are you guys in a band?" But it's yeah. totally different. You it's, know, you guys, it shows that oh, you're unsure. Yeah. You guys in a band? Oh, oh this yeah. is good. Now and no one really goes into it. It's like, or they don't throw the suggestion. They kind of leave it there, yeah, which yeah. I love. You give me the alternative yeah, yeah. answer. I'm not going to present your great. choice. It's so good. Oh, I like that. You've started something around the office here. Oh, yeah. It'll catch like like a fire. We're, we, we can't, we're stuck on it. Oh, nice. Still. Oh, that's cool, man. Hey, um, it's a it's a very important week, which we're celebrating on the show, NADOC week. Um. We're playing uh, so many Indigenous artists every night. It really is um, a celebration of how many amazing, you know, especially new talent uh, Indigenous artists coming through now. It's 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 awesome. I feel like it's just in such a great place, selling out shows, stadiums, mm. number one albums. It, it's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It And, uh, you know, I guess um, Australian people are showing this really, you know, increased curiosity about First Nations and it's it's so awesome. I think we've got a lot of people that, uh, obviously curious and interested to learn about, you know, culture and Yungo culture and um, the fact that we've got a stage is such a, you know, a privilege and it's a bit of an honour to be able to um, show, you know, for the boys, they feel very proud, you know, having having a voice and being able to, um, you know, showcase culture and, and music um, is a really big thing and, and musicians are very lucky that we've got that. Um, so it's, it's awesome that we can use that that stage and that platform to fight the good fight and, and share stories. And, and if there's a bit of education that happens, that's a bonus and that's really awesome too. Yeah, I mean, there's so many amazing First Nations artists coming out of Australia. We did the gig last year, First and Forever, which was amazing and it really kind of showed the lineup of, you know, First Nations artists in Australia and all at the top of the game in within Australian music scene. You know, Thelma Plum, Baker Boy. Yeah. These the big hitters, you know. Absolutely. So it's like it's pretty awesome to see a lineup um celebrating black excellence and yeah. Um yeah. 
it's very, very, very awesome. And like we were saying before, and, and doing the same thing internationally as well, like there's a curiosity from around the world now. And it must be great to be on that forefront where you get to kind of, you know, perform and people get to see that for the first time and, you know, interact and, you mm-hmm. know, hear your music. It's a very special thing. Yeah, music's great at bringing people together. I mean, music's been bringing people together for thousands of years. We know that. That's exactly what's kind of happening with us, I guess. Awesome. Roy, this has been so much fun to hang out. We're going to play one more quick game that we play with every artist. This is cool. On Triple M's Homegrown with Matty O, it's time for... Uh-oh, it's my party again. So this is called Right Party Dinner. Now, these acts are picked completely at random. You've got to write a song with one of them, party with the next one, or the third you take home to dinner with the family, okay? So pick okay. completely at random. It goes into a generator. Your acts are... Watching the sunset, sunset, sunset. Right, you got Powderfinger, second band. Queen and third band. Hey. That's tough. That's tough. Right party dinner with Powderfinger, Queen, Rolling Stones. Wow. All right. Dutchie, you can play this one too, mate. This is tough, man. It's, it's tough. a yeah. tough one. It's, it's, this one's hard. There's no clear sort of cut. Because I, I, I wouldn't know what the guys from Rolling Stones are like. You know, I guess... It's a tricky one. <laughs> well, all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna write a song with Queen. I like that. Yeah, good choice. Musically, good choice. Good pretty choice. outstanding. Yeah, um, I like that. I'm going to party with the Rolling Stones. Yes. And then I'll bring Powderfinger home for dinner. Yes. Yeah, so- I'm happy with that. <laughs> Did you know what? You'll probably end up partying with Powderfinger and. That's that exactly yeah. my thought. I've like, already partied with Ian A couple Hoggy. of bottles of red you with, get uh, three with and yeah. 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 Awesome. Hey, yeah. bro, it's been a pleasure, man. It's so good to see you again. Congrats on all your success, man. It's uh, It really was awesome. And, you know, it's no surprise you're doing so well. Right, great Appreciate songs. It. And it's awesome to have you back here, man. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it, eh? Hey?